fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Yeah, we fucked that podcast up. You guys missed like two hours of conversation right there. Yeah, but you're good. That's a shame. What do you mean? You got a good thing. You you sound good when you're talking. I was like self-conscious about this all day where I was like, man, I think like if we can like circa back to like 2010. Wait. You pressed record, right? Oh yeah, we're recording this. Okay, we're good. We are now recording this. When you recorded your first podcast, you always talked about um, what it was like to speak by yourself. Yeah. So, I've been thinking about that like all day and what it would be like to talk on your own and to carry on a conversation with yourself. And with the knowledge that it's being recorded and you're putting it online yeah. for anyone to listen to. And it's, like, not edited it at all. It changes the like whole straight deal. Up. Yeah. But I've been thinking about that because, like, I don't think that you and I have had, like, a truly genuine conversation tonight. Really? No. I kind of feel like you and I will... I personally will get into a conversation with you and then every once in a while I'll, like, click that this is all being recorded. And I'm like, okay. That... I don't know how it's, to explain it. It's yeah. like... I can understand that. And I think, like, you, you get more used to it and you learn to forget about it being recorded. You learn how to focus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, the more you do it... Like, I had that problem, too, in the beginning. Like, I felt like... I felt really awkward. Like, this is being recorded and it was hard for me to focus on what was going on. I think with some practice, you forget. I don't know if that's how I feel. I feel like... Um, uh, you and I get in conversations like we had like we've had like three hours of conversation or something so far like however long and um, I've never felt like it was an unnatural conversation but I've always been aware that what I'm saying is being recorded oh yeah it changes it yeah because you start to like think about what you're saying like if you and I were just like regular drunk without being recorded right now then we would be, like, talking about all sorts of shit. But because yeah. there's always that constant reminder that there's something else, there's, like, that elephant in the room every time. It's just, like... <laughs> there's a third person. Yeah. There's a third party. That hears and, that and remembers everything. is fucking everybody. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, it's, exactly. Um, it does change it, and I think, like, in in ways it makes it worse Mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways it makes it better because it it puts pressure on you to focus in and to like it's it's um i i've always i don't really like big parties i don't really like going to like a like a place where i know there's going to be like 10 of my friends Mm -hmm. because it's overwhelming to me i don't feel like like uh, well okay obviously it's fun like it's fun to go Mm -hmm. party but but I don't like connect with like people individually like like I do like like this yeah. you know like okay. we're just fucking talking we're not we're not skating we're not at a session with a bunch of people rollerblading and like rollerblading is like 
I see it like it's it's a good like it's um it makes people social retards in a sense where like they only see their like friends quote unquote I'm doing quote mm -hmm. signals to name but your friends quote unquote you don't talk to them or like you just skate with them like it's a different kind of like and it's awesome I love it but it's it there's a lot of value to just sitting down to, with someone looking them in the eye for an extended period of time <laughs> and just talking to them see, you know like that, I, it's intimate yeah that's one you thing know? I've never really liked about skate sessions because I find I think that I'm a social person. I like to communicate yeah. with people. I like to talk about it's like things me. with people. And so I go to skate sessions and I'm like, hey, man. So like, da, 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 yeah. da, And they're just like, oh, I want a true top ass of this. And you're like, oh, really? Because like, I just want to ask you how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like. Well, like a skate <laughs> session, like people go to like skate, but they also go to see their friends and there's. It's, it is weird. I've felt that before where I'm like, I want to ask someone or talk to someone about something, but I start talking and they're, they're focused on skating and that's cool. I go to skate like, and I can feel it the opposite way. People yeah. come up to me and want to like talk and I'm just like focused on doing something. Yeah. Like skating is such a weird, that's a weird activity to go do with your quote unquote friends because it really isn't like social. It's very individualistic. I think, I think it's easy when when you're in the mood, you can perceive it as social. But think of if you were like going to play like, if you if you consider it in the same realm as like uh, another athletic hobby. Yeah. Think if you were to like go play some basketball with your friends and like as you're dribbling, you're like, hey man, like how are the kids doing? <laughs> like yeah, my ch my wife cheated on me. Yeah, it's really hard to deal with. Alley you bitch. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, up? Exactly like. <laughs> So skating is a physical yeah. thing, even though like our method in which we choose to be physical is is spaced out between trick to trick to trick. Like it, yeah, it's still like. And I have I have built like good friends through skating, but in a way, it's kind of like retarded the relationship while dragging it along on a leash. Like I'll I'll have like quote unquote friends but I don't fucking know them and I don't like that's the thing like you know like girls like having relationship with relationships with girls has really pointed that out to me because they'll like point out how little I know about my quote unquote friends like mm -hmm. you like I don't talk to you yeah. ever but we are quote unquote friends mm -hmm. like Nate you are an awesome dude but like me and you you, this is the first time you've been to my house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's th that's why I say we should do this more often. Like, this is awesome. You're a smart dude. When we go out skating together, all I do is fucking laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't get a chance to talk. That's so funny because... Um, who was I talking about this a couple weeks ago with? Um, I never grew up in, like, a, ro a big rollerblading scene. Which is probably why I never got into like filming rollerblading, which is why I like ventured off into filming films. Um, <laughs> well, just because there wasn't like a skate scene to film, film with, right? Like yeah. I, when I grew up, I started skating like, in Southern Alberta, and within like like <laughs> Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat. Like, Joel Bosch and like Ian Butchko, all this is Joel Bosch. He doesn't skate anymore. He's got a kid now. Joel's Since actually like I, I watched I him like destroy his knee. Yeah, and that was it. 
In Swift Current? I watched the death of Joel Bosch. Yeah, you did. As um, in Swift Current? Yeah. He yeah, did. EQ1. He was really fucking good. Damn it. Incredibly talented, dude. He's fucking destroyed. He's, he's actually like... A, he was done. He's like a pretty awesome... Um, just like human being in general. He... Um, that whole family sort of comes from, um, like, a really good... You know when families just, like, come up from, like, a really good upbringing? Yeah. And it's hard for them not to be successful in... They just have an up because yeah. they had fucking smart parents. Yeah. And so... When you have smart parents... It, yeah, and it's just hard for you not you to up. be successful in whatever you choose to be successful in. Yeah. Which is why you look at that whole family. Like, when I first started skating, it was like... Joel Bosch, Mike Bosch, Steve Bosch, Jenna Bosch, Devin Mike Bosch. Bosch and Joel Bosch are brothers? They're cousins. Cousins. Man, that whole family, like Dallas Bosch, Jenna Bosch, like all of these <laughs> all of these All these Boshes! Yeah. And they were all fucking good at skating. Really? And, yeah, man. At skating. So, at rollerblading. Really? Like they were all really good at what they chose to be really good at. Yeah. And uh but yeah, I just like, I sort of kept skating over the years, but didn't have skate friends. I had a lot of like really good friends. Like one of my best friends was like my, like my best friend up until like, uh, like a year ago. And like, he was not a rollerblader. He was not like anything close to like any of my rollerblading friends. And I knew that guy like inside and out like everything about him i like knew yeah and it's so weird that we have like friends quote unquote like you say like quote unquote friends that we consider our best friends and you don't even know that they have an older brother yeah like how messed up is that like yeah like i don't know if you have siblings or not no that's messed up like you don't i i told you earlier that i have an older brother and a younger brother but i also have like a stepsister like you don't know that shit, but but like you don't know fuck all. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like rollerblading as an activity, you develop like some crazy like relationships with those people, but you don't know shit about those people. You know them on a really weird level. Yeah. You know, like you don't know a lot of the because people people rarely bring their baggage to like skate sessions because mm -hmm. I would feel guilty like loading on someone while they're trying to skate like i wouldn't want to like give them like oh yeah like my dad just got arrested or like something like heavy yeah, yeah, like yeah. that well, you don't want to like lay that on people, people while also, they're skating you keep it light people also use skating as like um an escape from yes too like that's like your like from it. yeah yeah so there's like a i i think that there's like a big consistency inside of rollerblading to not um, truly, like know the people that you're skating with because, because you're only there to do the by same its thing. Nature is, yeah. it's, it's an escape. It's an antisocial sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you don't want to bring up those things that are very normal and very. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like talk about how you hate your. Todd, job, do but... you have siblings at all? Do you have an older brother? Or well, my sister? I had two sisters. My older sister died like two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And now, I am erasing my er relationship with my other sister and my parents and my whole extended family lives in the states so i don't i've never really had a relationship with mm -hmm. them so i at the moment don't have any family at all 
But I'm very close with Carly's family, and I love them a lot, and I mm-hmm. get along with them really well. So they're basically my new family. Okay. But as for McInerney's... Not really, hey? Nothing. Really? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. But... If, if someone's not bringing positivity to my life, I don't care who they are. I'll cut them out. I'll be ruthless. I don't care if they're my dad or my mom. I'll say no hmm. and block them on Facebook, block their email accounts from messaging me, block their phone number, and just say, fuck you, you're out. That's weird. I've never really, like, experienced that from my parents at all. I've always felt that my parents have been very, like, beneficial and positive uh, aspects to my like growth and development I've never saw my parents as something that or even my siblings or anything I've always felt like that they always bring uh, and that's good then yeah. they should be around that's weird I have hard, I have a hard time understanding that like and it's not even really sad it's just I, I'm blessed with a lot of good people in my life I have really good people in my life so it's nothing to be like, oh, boo-hoo about me. I'm spoiled. You know, none of them just happens to be my family. Like, I have really fucking good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that my, my father was, like, an awesome dude that I could hang with. But I have Carly's dad, who is, like, a super awesome dude. Like, I can't complain, Mm. you know? I get that. I had, like, a a girlfriend, um, like, a couple years ago who was like that, who who had a dad that was, like, super cool and had, like, siblings that were really cool that it's really easy to connect with. And I could see, like, being in that situation where you don't necessarily feel connected to things to, like, cut them off. Because I I, I guess I've done that before. I've probably been, like, accused of being kind of um what's the word like judgmental maybe about what about people like about people within like the rollerblading community who have just like chosen not to like associate with yeah like judge negatively yeah by, by rollerbladers or from i i guess i just like friends or family you know who's like really like um like evident of this is like jeremy mock Jeremy Mock, like, has a lot of very good friends in rollerblading, but he's, he also has a lot of, like, friends. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not one of those people that, like, oh, you're a rollerblader, you're cool. Yeah. Like, if there's someone, like, him and Mason didn't get along. Yeah. And, you hear that? That's My weird. drink, my ice. Too farted. But Jeremy was like, fuck you, Mason. Like, Mason and Jeremy yeah. never got along. I think they fought a couple times. But... But yeah. same sort of thing, like, Jeremy has, like, I am, like, awesome friends with Jeremy. I think Jeremy's an amazing person and, like, I would never have, like, a bad thing to say about him. But there's, like, you know, a large amount of people who would choose to differ with me on Fucking that. Fucking rage dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Dude, tell him to release, um, roll another one. Let's roll another let's one. Let's roll another one. Tell, let's forward him this, like, Jeremy. Link. Yeah. Jeremy, listen to, like, 
the two and a half hour mark. Yeah. This podcast. If you're listening, <laughs> if Jeremy Moss put that video out. Yeah. I want to yeah. see. Uh, let's roll another one. That's retarded. I want to see Mike Bosch's section. It's probably got like a ton of backfires in it. A lot of ba- that dude's good at backfires. Oh. I felt like. Right now, I don't think that we've talked about a lot of rollerblading. We've talked about a lot of, like, life issues, a lot of, like, growing up sort of things. But, no, we just spent a very long time talking about, like, rollerbladers' relationships with each other. Yeah, but I don't think that we've actually touched on, like, the physical act of, like, rollerblading. But... Like, punt slides. Like, who does that shit? It's really... Rollerblading is, is just... The activity of it... That sort of brings us all together. Is that it? Like, okay, take for example. I think like, the more interesting part of rollerblading is like the lives involved with it and the people who do love it, and how they interact with like the real world. Like, rollerbladers have fucked up relationships with each other because of what rollerblading is or what we perceive rollerblading being. It's such a, it's such an out, it's like outcasts, you know? It's like, a, like it's an escape. It has nothing to do with the outside world. It's very separated. And our relationship with each other is, has like, it is, it becomes that kind of like, blank, like step out, it's like, what are you looking for? Coke? Yeah, it's, it's on the counter. <laughs> Coca-Cola is on the counter. Oh, Nabe's mixing himself a drink. I have a lot of vodka left over from the wedding. So we're drinking that. I'm still so disappointed that we missed that second half. That second half was so good, I just, like... Yeah, we talked about some shit, but it's like nothing that... I don't think that we talked about anything that people don't normally talk about. Um... I think that what we discussed... There was, a, well, there was a lot of times I was, like, really excited. Really? I don't think so there was anything, like, personally that we discussed that was, like... basic. You know? And I think that it would be interesting for people to listen to. But I think that the stuff that you and I have been talking about are basic um, human interaction. Yeah. I don't think That's that we've, like, pushed the envelope any with, like, really... I don't think it's necess- It's always necessary. To what? Like, uh, to being engaging or being interesting or relevant. Like, I think a lot. Oh, of I, I, I think things. that we were interesting and relevant, but I don't think that. I'm not upset about the fact that we didn't record half, like that hour and a half of conversation. Let me ask you something. Like while we're talking and stuff, how? What are you feeling about it? Like, do you feel? happy or confident with with what you're saying or do you feel like self-conscious or you do do you feel awkward do you feel like oh this is this is stupid like is this this like is this like a survey like a survey to i'm curious and you can be totally honest personally i feel like talking with you i feel like this is long overdue i feel like you and i kind of um vibrate on on similar frequencies like we have a lot of similarities that we could touch on which as you and I were both growing up I think that you and I were both in like sort of different stages and different situations where we didn't necessarily cross 
paths with each other. Yeah. But I think that when you put you and I, because you and I have like hung out like a, a, a substantial amount since I moved out here a year ago. Yeah. And I, the, the occasions that we have like been together have always been like somewhat um, like vibrant or like electric. Like there was always like oh, some totally. sort of like, like there's always <laughs> some sort of something that um, is exciting about the combination of us like communicating with each other. There's always something interesting. It's not just yeah. like, hey Todd, how's programming? Yeah. And you're like, good. good. How's camera work? Good. Like, yeah, yeah. It uh, always goes beyond. Yeah. It always goes deep. So, yeah, sure. it always does. So, so I feel like this was like long overdue and I'm really excited about it. So by far and wide, I am like excited about the idea of like putting down in permanent digital format 192 kilobits per second um, <laughs> a, a recording of our conversation. But I feel like this sort of conversation, like get drunk, talk about shit. It's sort of like long overdue. I feel like you and I like could talk for like forever. Yeah, about shit, and yeah. just always be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, mm, oh yeah, like just sort of like all like just feed off each other. Yeah, exactly. I feel yeah. like it could be like a good conversation. So totally, totally. That's why that. I say you should. We should do this more often. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's that. There's like the i like the the personal like feeling of this. Uh, exchange in like personal information being very fulfilling there's also this like and it clicks every once in a while that like this recording device is right here right a and it clicks in every like once in a while it's just like a distraction yeah of course yeah like I would Taylor Ritchie does this like Taylor Ritchie's awesome that dude is like amazing like I would have nothing bad and and him and I have like had some like awesome talks over over he moved here the same time I did last year yeah. and he's been like an overwhelmingly like great addition to this like life experience yeah but one thing that he does that kind of bothered me initially was every once in a while he'll record your conversation really on his Blackberry and you won't even know it Interesting. He'll just like pull out his phone <laughs> and he'll hit record. And you won't even fucking know it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That makes me like Taylor a lot more. Yeah. That's cool. He's a very like big proponent on documenting his life experience. Wow. Whether it's by like constantly taking photos of like the minuscule little things you're doing like going for faux he'll just be like snap a photo of that yeah. or like we're walking down the beach and we saw that boom i have that like saved yeah he'll like record a conversation and you won't even know it interesting yeah so that idea that feel, idea is does amazing that, does that creep you out or I, initially it did initially i felt like really violated i was like yeah dude like why are you doing that but it makes you it makes you sort of a more genuine person when you're aware of things being more permanent. It makes you more of a, um, I guess, like permanent 
speaker, like you say things, when you're aware that that possibility is, is there, it makes you sort of think about the things that you're saying more. Like yes. if, if you well, and I, it if, brings if, a okay. different meaning to yeah, it. Yeah, right? if, if this like recording device wouldn't be here right now and you and I were just like drunk and talking right now and we we're just like blah, 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 blah. It would be different. It would, it be, would different. be very different. But because this is here, we still have like this release where we talk to each other about stuff, but it's not fully like disconnected from um, this brings you back to reality. Yeah, like, this brings you back to reality real quick. It's just like da 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 abortion. Oh shit. Okay, oh, shit. well I, maybe I, that is that. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that right then. Yeah. Like so it's one thing that I really enjoy about Taylor because Taylor is very um, grounded in reality. He's very like, this is how it is, and this is how it is, and this is what I want, and so on and so forth. Like, this is the past, this is the present, this is what I want to do. He's very, like, grounded in um, things that are here and now. And when it is, like, planning for the future, it's very, like, conservatively thought about. And so I I, I initially felt violated by, like, this recording. <laughs> but now I feel like it's, um, it's, very, it's very truthful because you don't know when it's happening. And it forces you to be, like, a very uh, true person. It forces you to be very... Um, honest with yourself and yeah. honest with the people around you. The way I look at it is that I, I see it as a preparation for the future. I think in the future, everything you do will be... Monitored? Seen. Or potentially seen. I see everything going public. Like I, like I see it as a movement into... You know, like in the forties, like I'm, I'm if we were towards... sitting in the forties, if we were sitting here, like there would be just no outside, there would be no computer right there, there would be no recording device. We would just be drunk off of like, like moonshine we, right now. Yeah, yeah. There would be a total freedom, um, and it's slowly moving towards. Well, we're being recorded right now because we want to, and because that's what this is all about and there's a computer there with electronic signals that like who built Groove Shark like Sweden or Dude, some country Groove Shark like, is the shit like um, Iceland or whatever it's it, it, we're moving into a world where everything is connected and there's no privacy privacy is a thing of the past and and, and and that's something that I've always wanted to embrace like like I was gonna ask you how do you feel about that it's always something I it, I feel like it doesn't matter what I feel about it. That's just the way it's moving so that I need to prepare for it. And I'm cool with it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm trying to get to a place where I don't care who sees anything. And like a lot of, like that attitude is, is biting me in the ass. It's hurting me in a lot of ways because like, because I don't care or I'm trying not to care. There's a, but Everyone is gonna face that reality sooner or later. It's coming. Whether, no matter how hard you try to protect yourself from it, if you want to protect yourself from it, you gotta move to a crack in the earth and live where nobody else lives and hide from people because, like, 
people are changing. And this is sort of really like out there type of thinking, though. Um, and I I understand what you're saying. When you step in that elevator on your way out, you're being recorded. I know. I and people can do whatever the fuck they want with that footage. It's really weird. It's hard to adjust from like can't go anywhere. This is the thing. Like you're raised a certain way. You're raised with like a certain idea of how the world works and how I like I'm a very naive person. I think that I uh, am taken advantage of by people, um, girlfriends, friends. Like people will ask something of me and I will do it. I think that I'm naive in the fact that I think that all people are like good. <laughs> and um which may not necessarily be the case. But to I, I still like call it naive, call it whatever you want, but I still like initially think that people are good and that even though the idea of how you are going to grow up or the idea of how the world is is changing I still try to maintain the idea that people from the bone are are good people and would not necessarily do anything to hurt one another so this idea of like what are we what were we talking about I don't know it's just sort of evolved <laughs> but so this idea of like your privacy not being private anymore I think that, sure, that may be the case, like, given Skype, given Facebook, given, like, all this sort of shit. And this is only within the last five years. Like, all that sort of stuff that we take advantage of to communicate with everyone else is also a massive invasion of our privacy because we let it be. Uh, that's only been within the last five years. What, what about when five more years pass or ten more years pass? Like, you are 38 you're 28, right? I'm 28. Yeah. yeah. Man, why was I second-guessing that? So, like, you're 38. I'm 33. Like, imagine what's going to happen in 10 years from now. Imagine 10 years ago, like, how things were. Yeah. And imagine, like, and, th and things don't It'll happen at, like... a hell of a lot more than it Yeah. Did. So imagine, like, uh, but I still try to maintain this, like, idea that humans in general are are genuinely good people and genuinely nice people and, and only mean the best for their common man. Because I think that all of this, like, advance in everything, you know, fuck, even if, like, North America collapses, which is going to, even if, like, all of this, like, stuff that we are surrounded by currently implodes, it's always going to come back to the idea that human beings are a certain way and we are this way and we are this way in, in a very like primitive state so I think, I think people people care about themselves like people people are to a certain extent biologically people like care about their own survival to a certain extent but like you can only exist by yourself for a certain amount of time before you have to surround yourself with others yeah you can only like i think that even if like the world does collapse and everything that we know and hold true to right now disintegrates around us. We're all still going to be who we are. We're all still going to be like yeah. people who want the best for ourselves, who want the best for our friends and family. Yeah. yeah. So 
given all of this, everything that's crazy, call it naive, call it like whatever you want, but I still think that people have the ability to like peacefully coexist around each other. In the worst of times. Yeah. Even when they're desperate and they just want to eat something. <laughs> like if me and you were on a plane I died and my flesh was all there is to eat or you know I guess I really don't go into that too much but I don't think we've been in a position to imagine what we would do when we're very desperate you know like we live we're bitches you have to admit that we're bitches we live in such an easy world to survive in you go to 7-Eleven, you can get, like, a hot dog for 50 cents or, you know, it's very easy to get what you your body needs just to live. Do you follow, like, a lot of, um, like, alternative press or anything like that? Do you, are you kind of, like, half familiar with, like, what is projected to happen in the next couple of years? I'm familiar with a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what if that does happen? Are you talking, like, what if inflation reaches a point where it's, like, the dollar is reducing 50% a day and, like, mm-hmm. you can't buy things and, and like, mm-hmm. really the what world will you does do? go to shit. Yeah. Like, the well, the economy world, collapses. The world goes to crap. Everything. Safeway is closed. Yeah. There's no, you can't get food. What will I do? Yeah. I'll just do whatever Carly tells me to do. And she'll probably just take us to her brother, and her brother will leave Do you watch us. Game of Thrones at all? No. That's not a really good show. But I'll tell you fucking what. I will do what I'm told, and I'll do it well, bitch. I will fight to the death. I'll do, I'll do crazy shit. I'm good at following instructions. I can work, and I mm-hmm. want to live, and I want to make the best, the best thing. It's just hard to imagine. I just don't like... know what to do. Tell me what to do. Get us the leader. I'll be the I'll be the left wing. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine like a world in that sort of position. Like, what would happen if this? My first idea is going back to my parents' place. They got fucking cows. They got sheep. Like, I got a a, a vehicle yeah, of good. transportation to get there. That was like the main reason behind that. Like, yeah, shit goes down. I can still get out. That's good. Keep those fuckers around. Uh, my parents would be the last place I would go. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, man, and, and, it, and it sounds like, because a lot of people that I work with, and who are all awesome people, who um, some of them you and I are, are friends with. <laughs> um, talk, I don't want to name names. No, no, but, but talk about some crazy shit happening. Like, it is now August 12th, 2011. 2011. Yeah. This and, is, and we're in the future, no, no, dude. But, but there's a lot really? of, like, projected crazy shit that is going to happen. <sighs> and you look at the no world... Knows, man. I know, no but you knows. look at the world around you, and there's a lot of, like, crazy, really, really, really crazy shit happening. We might see some shit. Every single day. And so, oh, so, so whether or not that happens, you look around you every single day, and there's, like... A world around you 
that appears to be in disarray. So whether or not something like beyond your conception crazy fucking happens, or whether or not you just live in a world of chaos by watching the news every single day, there is an entire planet that we live on that is at a state of like yeah. distress right now. And it and so there's a lot of like always has though. It's yeah. always been risky. This planet, it's life has always been fragile. Mm -hmm. Always. For the last 10,000 years, yeah. life has been fragile. Yeah. It's just that we're like more readily aware of it. And we're more like open to interpreting the information that we're getting. 20 we're years in ago. for some shit. Yeah. We are in for some shit. So, so given some shit happening, like, what do we do? Like, what do you do in a year from now when supposedly the world around you is going to implode. Like, what the fuck then? Like, what do you do if everything, all this, like, hooky-wookie, like, if. crazy, like, theories happen to come true? Or, or even like a fraction of them happen solar, to come true? Sol uh, a polar shift. Yeah. And we're in an no, ice age. All, all sorts of shit. Like, pole shifts, like, economic downturns, like, one world governments... There's like an infinite number amount of of crazy things Even that are predicted to happen. Alien spaceships come Dude, down. all sorts of stuff. What's up, bitch? What, what if even over. one of those things happen? What if even one of those things happen? Well, then those what? things are impossible to plan for by their very nature. Like, But then you have a world of like 7 billion people that are just like, okay, now what the fuck do we do? In that situation, you, you, you keep cool. <laughs> and you keep cool and you just have some sex and you enjoy yourself. Drink all the booze in your cupboards and uh, surround yourself with some good people. You gotta have a crew. In that situation, you gotta have a, bla a blade crew. You go on hmm. the city on blades and rape people and take their shit and bring them back to your blade crew. I gotta pee we, again. we have a compound. I gotta pee, I gotta again. pee again too. Okay. Compound. Compound. Blade out. Compound. I'm stopping this. We gotta have a compound of bladers. We're gonna urinate. Pause. Actually recording. Yeah, it's actually recording. Picked up. Right. <laughs> yeah, what? I worked sound on a couple theater performances before. Oh, I don't know how to fade sound down. That's a nice fade, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we we're talking about like what happens if like the world goes to shit, and you have to surround yourself with. A um, a crew like a crew of dudes like the world has gone to complete and utter crap. You need other people. What do you do? Like yeah. that dollar in your pocket is not worth anything Worthless. anymore. You gotta surround yourself with people of the like. Like um, you you need hard workers, the people who are like the dudes living off the system, not working. Those aren't the dudes you want around. You want the dudes that are just willing to, like, push, you know. 
Like, <laughs> this is like sort of want. Man, you know? do you watch? Um, do you watch? Fuck, what's this show called? Walking Dead. Yeah. I saw the was it the first season. Yeah. yeah. I saw the first. Season. The second season starts in like the end of October, but that's sort of like. Not zombies, obviously. But that's sort of like the idea that we're yeah. envisioning right now. is like this idea of the world falling apart and people yeah. resorting back to their most basic primal um, ideas of survival. Yeah. Like, then what do you do? It just resorts back to that. Back to trying really hard just to stay alive. Like, right now, like, we have a luxury of, like... It's easy to live. Living is easy. Um, keeping yourself healthy and happy and like motivated is the hard part, you know, like while surviving. Mm-hmm. But if it, that happens, then it goes back to like trying really hard just to stay alive, which, you know, is the same awesomeness of, of living. It's just like a different kind of glory. Like it's a like just being alive is like like beating the man like you know like if you're fuck, fucking up zombies or whatever mm-hmm. it's like so you just it's it's a it's a satisfaction in just being alive at the end of the day it's not like oh did i am i doing right now it's such it's so complicated we're like am i Am I fulfilling my potential? And am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, do you, do am I supposed to be working for the man? Like, in that situation, it just becomes so simple. Like, I'm alive. I'm killing it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You know. I had this talk today with some people at work about, um, I grew up on a farm. Pretty simple life. Small town. You go, you <laughs> plant crops, you drive a fucking combine. You knock them crops down. You sell that wheat. Like, it's pretty simple. You bale that hay. You feed it to your cows. Like, it's it's pretty like primitive. Pretty simple. You like come February, March, and April. You get them long ass gloves on, and you pull that cow. <laughs> like, really, really, really simple stuff. Like, I come from like a really simple background. Interesting. Like, very like primitive sure we had like machinery and stuff like that but the ideas were all like sort of the same yeah and it was just like you plant these crops you harvest these crops you bale them you feed them to your cows and you do the same shit the next year like it's like over and over and over again um and this works and this is how you survive yeah and you do this shit over and over and over again yeah and that's life um but what do we do we live in a fucking like concrete like jungle yeah where we like go to work and make inconsequential products with our minds that if if given like world catastrophe like like need for speed to run isn't gonna fucking matter (laughs) like like what is that cinematic moment going to do for you later on like it's not gonna feed your kids yeah it's like I don't care if the intro to Mountain out. Interstate is fucking crazy or not. Like, nobody yeah. gives a shit. Like, it's very far from the, the basic yeah. fight-or-flight instinct that humans have. And, like, this doesn't... Like, has this happened before? Have we gotten to, like... As human beings, have we gotten so far advanced to come to such a point of, like, basic return uh, yeah, before? Yeah, I'm not sure. Not that's been documented. 
really not that's been yeah like have all we know is that like people have always just been very primitive i've all i've thought about that possibility we were at this point before even like think of like 1911 what the fuck was happening in 1911 (laughs) there was a world war that broke out 100 years ago nobody really like well 103 or sorry 97 years ago there was a world war that broke out then but like the world was still basic like there was fucking farmers, and there was, like, cities that consisted of less than a million people worldwide. Like, they're, they're like, as simple as a hundred years ago. You think of how, like, big this place that we live on is? Like, this place is, like, millions of years old. Sorry if I'm, like, offending those people that believe the world is only 6,000 years old of the <laughs> listening. But, like... This place that we live on is like millions and millions of millions years old. Of years old. Yeah. And in the last hundred years, like we have as as like uh Oh, we'll do this. As like Yeah. As like as a creature on this planet, we have done more in the last hundred years than people have done in like millions of years. Yeah. Like we have made leaps yeah. and like like exponential leaps and bounds forward in the last hundred years. What's yeah. gonna happen a fucking hundred years from now? And and when and people at this point just sit back and take it for granted. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. This is and why your dad doesn't understand. It. And it's like this hippy is, dippy to talk yeah. about it. This is why like, your dad doesn't fucking understand. Yeah. Like this is why you can't relate to your dad. You should almost be talking it's to your dad a more. Different often. world. Dude, it's only a matter of time before like one thing, like, I was talking to Leon, like, a couple months ago, and it was this idea of, like, him and I were talking about how businesses expand. And his words were that apparently a, a healthy business should not be expanding more than, like, 20% a year. For, for a business to expand twice as much in a single year is unhealthy because there's only a matter of time before that business is going to stop expanding at that rate. The idea of like shop task being open this year and then two shop tasks being open the next year and then four the year after and then eight the year after is actually not like normal for a business. Something shouldn't grow that quick without having some sort of like... But some do. But, like but it's Starbucks o- did. But it's only a matter Walmart of time. Did. It's only a matter of time before those sort of things hit a wall and start to fall down off of that peak. So if you think about that same idea, that same idea that's been like time tested and proven with businesses, like something shouldn't, your average business should not grow. Things in general should not grow at such an exponential rate. You as a human do not grow in height at such an exponential rate. In 2011, things do Things just blow so, up. Look so with Facebook. yeah, with that idea in mind, how long is it before this exponential growth with us as like uh, an organism, with us as a society, with us as like a consumer of technology, does that all hit a brick wall? It might. It and might. then what? Well, it might hit a brick wall, or it might totally fucking change. How long can we keep? How long? Okay, think of ten years ago. You were using like fucking ICQ ten years ago. Yep. With like that sick ass flower. (laughs) Did like? Well, what did it say? The alert. What was it like? Hello. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Like, that shit was, like, primitive. Like, you think about stuff nowadays, like, like the other day... And then, and, but then if you look at 10 years before that, yeah. that wasn't even... That wasn't even okay, possible. The other night, the other night, I Skype called the King of the Street after party. <laughs> like, I, Taylor Ritchie and I got fucking hyphy with the King of the Street after party. Like, we, we shotgunned beers, we fucking got drunk, we listened to everything that they were saying. Like, Ooh. that's what we did. Nice. And, like, that shit's crazy. Like, you think about that 20 years ago, you're like, oh, man, it's guys in Calgary are having a party night. I'm going to fucking party even, with them. We wouldn't even know the boys in Calgary. So, like, how long is it until this growth, this exponential growth, hits a limit? Well, when, when we are like... It might hit a limit or the whole paradigm might just shift and start over into a, a new but that, kind of like... Prim, they think of it as primitive. Like, I don't... We're not even in a... Like, I love talking about it, but we're not in a position to say, yep, I firmly believe this is how it's going to be. Like, But a paradigm shift doesn't happen overnight, like, though. Like a, a, it a, a does par- sometimes. No, man, it doesn't. Like a paradigm sometimes. shift of an entire population. A paradigm shift of an entire population does not happen overnight. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's like defined by a technology that comes out overnight that people aren't even... Like most people are totally unaware of even the possibility of this technology. And then some people produce it and it changes everything. Like people didn't know... like. People weren't thinking, oh, let's create the internet. Where but we that didn't happen overnight. That happened over, like, the, the internet turned 40 years old this year. The internet did not become what the internet did overnight. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. happened yeah. over a series it of a two and a half time. decades. Yeah. So a paradigm shift does not happen overnight. But, but new technologies, like, some new things, like, really yeah. switch. F- it's, it's hap- what I'm saying is it's happening faster and faster. Oh, it is. And eventually, this is like a, this I is a mind thing. It'll happen like... overnight, where where something so fucking crazy is going to be invented that it will literally, literally. The the idea of this whole like Mayan calendar thing is that they predicted that there was going to be like stages in in like human, um, I don't want to say like evolution, but like in in human growth, and that there was going to be stages in which like things would happen and each stage in which things happen is going to be 10 times the speed of of the previous so if you like firmly and truly believe in that stuff which i'm kind of like skeptical on the idea is that this last stage which we are supposedly in right now is going to be a stage in which things change at a rate that has never been seen before. There's going to be events that will happen in human history that will be... We're, all, we're already in that. Yeah. It's, dude, you, you think of like... Changes are happening faster dude, than... Dude, look at, look at the UK this like this last week. The UK is, is implementing like martial law. Like, that's fucking like bonkers. Like, that shit is like unreal. I have friends that are in the UK right we're now. We're it, are, man. We're it. Like, we, we're it. We're living in the fucking the bottom of the funnel. We're living. No, like, no, things I, are changing so fucking. I fast feel like this right now. We are smarter than any humans that came I, before us. We are more aware of of more fast facetuses, 
uh, of more facets, more, more facets of life than any generation that came before us. I feel like, like you right now, wake up in the morning, you look at your Twitter, and you save a few certain things that like interest you, and you are like more aware of the things that are interesting you, like those things that you're reading about and you're watching videos. That's all like increasing your like expanding your consciousness in a way that like in the 1940s they didn't have and we are at the tail end of whatever the fuck's gonna happen i feel like right now i feel like right now we are sort of sitting in like i grew up in a tornado zone like where every year i would experience like a tornado or two where you go in the basement and your mom says like Hey, just like play this board game. Nothing's really going on upstairs right now. Fuck, tornadoes <laughs> happen, dude. I grew up in an area of Canada where tornadoes were fucking rampant, and you just get used to the idea that you go to the fucking basement and your house may not be above you when you get up. <laughs> like that shit's crazy. I feel like right now we are sort of in the eye of the tornado of yeah. sort of. Yeah. current human existence yeah. that one day we will just be like oh man shit is gonna hit the fan let's all duck for cover right now and when we come up after that it is gonna be a world of fucking difference your house is not gonna be above you when you come up from that possibly it, yeah like that to happen. use that as a fucking metaphor yeah. like I went down in the basement when I was a kid my mom said Hey guys, let's play Connect Four. So me and my older brother played fucking Connect Four. And when we came back upstairs, our house was there. At the time, you don't really realize that there was something swirling around your house that could have pulled your goddamn house up off the ground. And it could possibly happen. It could possibly happen that a tornado rips your house off or like... But or I, the, I, I the, feel the, like that is like a, a really... meteor fucking hits. Like a meteor fucking hitting Earth would change like a big meteor it would change everything or you know there's a lot of these like possibilities that might happen but those possibilities have been around forever i think what we are gonna face is like this super crazy technological like you have to choose you have to choose if you are fucking crazy or if you want to die in other words, if you want to upload your consciousness to a cyborg on Mars, or you want to fucking die. And there's, it's going to be like this crazy, like, philosophical, like, fucking... Like, Man, this, this like, whole no, podcast no, just, like, went into another, like, no, genre right now. No, You're going to have to classify this as, no. like, something completely different on iTunes right now. <laughs> but, I'm just saying, like, you're going to have to choose how fucking crazy and open-minded you are because the future of humanity is gonna be something that's like questioning all these dogmas that have been like forced upon us for a very long time like like our consciousness is attached to our body and if you if you if you if you separate your consciousness from your body then that's like a, a like sacrilege and it's 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 bad for you and god knows what's going to happen and the people who are willing to take that chance and say yeah i'm gonna upload my consciousness to a cyborg and i don't give a fuck i'm a badass i'm gonna do it and those like the people that are left behind are gonna suffer like you need to be 
crazy to make that leap into the next like stage of our evolution. I don't where... know if it's like necessarily like uh, an idea of like being um, consciously crazy, as you say, but I think that there's definitely going to be a shift in people's understanding of how the world operates. I, yeah. I, I think well, that I, I, I think that you and I are on the same page with like this idea. I think that your idea may be slightly more radical. Be like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. But my understanding of it is a non-understanding. Something is going to happen. Something. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Something different. I'm is taking going stats from dark. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I have no clue. I think that. I'm not married to I, any kind of like. I think that. Something within the next, like, man, you you get a feeling about stuff, too. Like, you know when you, like, pick up a food and you're just like, "Eh, I'm not going to eat that. You, you, like, humans have this ability to have this, like, natural, like, um, feeling about things. Where where you just understand. The hard thing is understanding where that feeling comes from. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that that's, like, a whole different conversation. Like, I think that's, like, a whole different, like, super high. Like, we have to be, like... No, but, like... Yeah. No, there's no way that you can... There's no way that you can, like... That you and I can be, like, man, I know where this feeling comes from. Unless you and I were, like, stoned out of our fucking trees right now. You and I are not going to be able to understand that for, like, a goddamn second. So I don't even want to, like, go there. I don't even want to try and be, like... It's this, good to try to understand where those inklings come from. I, mean, I don't think that it's like a fifteen-year-old goes to a grocery store and they pick up certain food items. Like a lot of people are freaked out by sea creatures or like shrimp or you know seafood. I think where does that come from? I think that's a prairies thing. I was fucking freaked out by that for fucking ever because I grew up on the prairies. I didn't see that. It's just like no, okay, <laughs> viewers. I'm not racist at all, but like man. I grew up in an area where I didn't see a, like, a black person, like an African-American, African-Canadian person, until I was like seven... African-Canadian. Like, until I was like 17 years old. Like, and so now, like, I was talking with Taylor Ritchie about this the other day, how he grew up in, like, London, Ontario, and there wasn't, like, an African-Canadian person around for him to be like, whoa. And then the day he moved to Toronto, was just like, Boom. It's just like things that you are unfamiliar with. So, seafood, by being raised in Alberta, for me is foreign. Is something that I'm scared about. No. But I think that the next to be like as broad as possible right now. I think that the next couple of years that you and I will experience, that my parents will experience, that my brothers will experience, are going to be times of change, times of adjusting to a new world. Let me tell you, you're lucky to have a family and parents who are like in that very, uh, I'm going to say primitive, like, like it is primitive, like that primitive way of living to go back to. Like, can I come with you when everything goes to shit? Can I come to your A couple parents people have asked like, me this. Like, I'll, I'll work. I'll work really hard if if my wife and my kids can stay in the compound. Like, I'll bust my ass. Is a couple cool? people have asked me this, actually. And my parents aren't of the people who completely subscribe to the idea that eventually we're going to hit a shit 
like a, a wall of shit right away. And I feel that personally, I'm lucky to have a um, a place to run to that is sort of has detachment from real world. We have animals, we have crops. When you say real world, you mean like the world that you're in. Currently. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've had a couple friends who have like asked me if like, hey man, can I come to your place? Like, can I come to your parents' place? And like. I don't think my parents are like, I don't even think that I am fully aware of the the circumstances that may unfold. Maybe they won't. Maybe we're all fucking crazy right now. Maybe, yeah. like, 2015 people, people will People in the around. 80s talked about the yeah. world. You know, Man, this isn't a new fucking... We're, oh like, like, George Orwell wrote 1984, and, like, that shit was fucking, like, Bonkers! Like I'm pulling my hair out. Bonkers right now. Yeah. Like come on. Yeah, and that shit like has kind of happened, but it hasn't really happened. So like all of this stuff happened in '82. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. (laughs) All of this stuff that we're talking about may or may not happen to a varying degree. And my parents aren't the type of people who, if I was just like, "Hey, Jackie. Hey, Darcy." 2012, 2012 is going to happen. Yeah, can my friend Todd and can my friend Matt and my friend Randy come (laughs) hang out at your house and they'll help feed your cows? Like, hey, they're going to need fucking an army outside 30 miles out with guns protecting the land. Okay, but but, but you see, like, but but what we're speaking about right now. I'll carry a gun, is all I'm saying. I'll earn my key. Go ahead and roll me, dude. It's all good. But the, the, stuff that, the, the stuff that you and I are speaking about is very hypothetical stuff. Like, we're taking, like, a hypothetical situation and, like, playing it up to, like, a, a realistic point of view. So, I don't want to be like, yeah, hey, everyone, come to my parents' farm where we have sheep and where we have cows and where we have crop and all of this stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be like that. I think that like us as as I think that us as people need to sort of evaluate what is important to us. Whether you're like twenty seven inch iMac is important to you. Well. You know, I think I think that those are the sort of things that are gonna come up. It's almost yeah. like what's important to you is defined by like the world around you. Right now. To a very strong degree. Like right now. I think that that is definitely it. If somebody were to ask me currently on the 12th of August, hey, Nabe, what is important to you? I'd be like, man, I got some sick Rocket 5s at home. I got a 27-inch iMac with, like, a 24-inch cinema display. Like, <laughs> uh, like I live in a baller apartment on Albernian Berard. Boom. Like, boom. I got a swimming pool in my building. Yo, Todd oh. McInerney, what do you got? Oh, shit, I got a swimming pool in my building. Hot like, tub, sauna. Yeah, exactly. You know That's the important shit right mom. now. But, like... If if all of this like proposed um, change is going to happen, yeah. what is going to be seen as value to you in two years from now or a Tools. year from now? And Tools. Tools. Things that can do things, you know, with, uh, without, you know, money doesn't do anything. Resources. Tools and resources. Like things that can do very it goes back to the basics mm-hmm. feed me um, 
break things, uh, light things on fire. This is why I like watching The Walking Dead. Like, in The Walking Dead, the apartment that we're sitting in right now would be fucking worthless. Like, they find a family. They find a family of people. Okay, you watch, like, 24 hours later or 24 weeks later. Did you watch those films at all? 27. 27, days. yeah. 27 days later. Yeah, 28 days later. 28 days later is fucking good. Yeah. All the other bullshit's whack. And they find, and they find that, like, dad and that daughter living in a fucking apartment, yeah, an apartment. building. An apartment? It, it, it's, it's a... It's a Okay, because like, you think of the you think of you think of the idea that like within like four or five days, think if you didn't have food for four or five days, you hadn't eaten in four or five days, what would you do? Kenny Talpa and I talked about this. We're laying on the beach, yeah, maybe under the influence of some five cent candies, um, possibly, yes, and we talked about like what. Uh, what would happen? Survive for four days, three days. No electricity. No electricity. No power. No food. Not leaving the place. What would you do? I could survive easy. How would you survive? I'll eat some. Like I'm a sicko, dude. I'll I'll make anything. I'll make some dirty food. I don't give a shit. I'll eat like cans of fucking food. Not heating it up. Okay, okay. I'll I'll survive, dude. Fuck you. What about a week? I'll survive. Where will you find that stuff? I'll survive a week. Where will you find that stuff? What about two weeks? In my house. I've got a lot of shit in my house. I I, I prepare for that shit. I make sure. I've got a lot of shit in my fucking cupboards, dude. I'll I'll survive. Couple weeks will be hard. I, I might need to leave. And I might need to put my fucking blades on and and, 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 and go out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And it'll be like, the cats will be happy I made it back. But that's a but question. I, like, that's a question. Like, what do like, you do when... Okay, what Carly do you... Carly and I will work it out. We okay. will fucking work it out. We'll, we'll, we might have some gas in our car. We'll go to Canada's. How do you get out of Vancouver? If the roads are blocked... We don't know if the roads are blocked, so we have to make that decision, right? Like, you have a scooter. Do we leave? You have a scooter. That can go around anything. That's Into my the idea. woods and shit? Dude, that thing can go off roads fucking anywhere. That was my... That, okay, besides that, that was my idea. It's good to have. Yeah, like something that can go anywhere. But what do you do if, if the world goes to shit? That's a tough situation. Yeah. And, uh... It is, like... And this is, like... Sure, it's crazy-ass shit. Like, if I were to be like, Hey, Jackie, Darcy, what do you guys think about the world fucking ending? They're gonna be like, You're a fucking lunatic. Like, stop working so many... Wacky talk. Yeah, stop working so many hours at EA. Yeah. Like... (laughs) You know? But what if the shit actually does happen? Like... The, you know, you know, there's, what there's. If, I mean, I, I, like, I think it could. I think if, it if, could if, like, happen. If it could fucking happen. If the everything Bible could change, you wake up at eight in the morning. Everything is different. If I believe that, if yes. the Bible is so full of prophecy, and if the Bible is so full of like the Bible, yeah, just like okay, just think about this for a second. If if what we consider Dude, to be, you don't need to bring the fucking Bible into. 
<laughs> no, no, but to just like use it as reference. <laughs> if we use the Bible as like a point of reference, no. and and this thing that was written two thousand years ago is. <laughs> Okay, but just listen for a sec. If if this thing that was written two thousand years ago holds like the word, just 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 hear me out. Just hear me out. If this thing that was written two thousand years ago holds like the entire like prophecy of of everything, if this is like the true word of what is going to happen, like this thing that we are referencing from two thousand years ago, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to unfold. This is this. This is that. That's pretty fucking crazy sounding. To like take something that happened 2,000 years ago and take that as like full truth and everything. If, if that is like the end all and be all of what we're like basing everything on, then like why is like this sort of like idea and this sort of idea not realistic? It is realistic. No, it totally is. This is what the, the, the point that I'm trying to make. Like, people that yeah. think that, like, oh, the world's going to end. God is going to save me. That's fucking, like... <laughs> dude, that has been, like, 3,000 years old. I told you a story last week that you can't even fucking remember that you regurgitated to this guy. That he isn't even close. Like, it's like, hey, Nate, what happened to King of the Street? I don't know. I wasn't really there, but this is kind of what happened. Yeah. I was fucking drunk. I talked to the guy on Skype. <laughs> Like, this is kind of what happened. And you're like, hey guys, king of the street, this and this and this. <laughs> and then, like, ten more guys do that. Yeah. So, like, man, it's. I, I personally think, without sounding like too far off the wall, sorry, mom and dad, or like friends, <laughs> I think that without sounding like too crazy, I think that within the next, like, year, year and a half, two years, we're definitely in for a change. Oh, Yes, You've and and it's a matter of change for the last our whole life. And and I think it's a matter of like change. I think it's a matter of how we deal with that change. Yep. Will be a matter of how we come out of it. Yeah. Um, I know that the Pacific Coast has been due for like a massive like nine point oh earthquake for like almost a millennium. A very long time. Yeah, I know that that is realistic. I know that the U.S. economy is going to fucking, like, hell in a fucking handbag right now. I know that our economy is directly tied to the American economy. I know that my job to create video games is going to be inconsequential if all of these things do happen. I know all of these things. Not to sound cocky, but, like, I think that people have to sort of be aware of these things still continue to live their lives and go to work and be happy and go skating and smile and enjoy the fucking mountains and the sunshine, but also be prepared for something that may happen. Yeah. Have a fucking earthquake quit it. Have a fucking earthquake kid at your house. At this point, at this point, I think anyone, like anyone, just can't listen to their predictions like everyone at this point is a retard because everyone at this point was raised in a different world you know like things are changing so fast that it's unnatural like but it, it's, we, it's we are we are not like pre- prepared to know 
to I, like predict what what's gonna happen. I think that human beings, by their nature, are very adaptive creatures. We 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 as an organism are able to adapt to change very quickly. We have been, and yeah, yeah. yeah I think that we as like a, a species are able to accept change, react to it, and adapt to it at a very alarming rate compared to compared to other human or, or compared to other organisms out there. I think that human beings, by far and wide, are able to accept change react and accept change at at an at a rate that other organisms are not however i don't think that we're prone to drastic change if carly were to come home in the morning because she works nights if she were to come home at seven in the morning and be like todd i don't want to be married anymore you would lose your fucking shit and there would be a span of like six months where you, your world would not make sense anymore. You would not be able to adapt. This is like what one of our friends is going through right now. That you cannot fathom what has happened to you. You try to make sense of it, but your world just doesn't fucking make sense. So with like that as an example, humans are not prone to change. They are not fully capable of accepting and reacting and adapting to the changes that happen around them. It happens over time and no one is prone to completely surviving anything. One of our friends right now is like having an incredibly difficult time with accepting what has happened, adopting to it, and accepting it and moving on. And you don't want to name any No, obviously not. But I'm not saying I'm using that as an example is that human beings are not capable of fully accepting change immediately. We are are, we are by far and wide. We are by far and wide the best at doing that on this planet. Like the world is so as fucked up as it is today is because a lot of us are programmed not to change. Like change is a hard thing, dude. I, I think that. We program to like find a situation and fight for it and stick with it. And... I will. I will argue against that. I think that current humans um, of your generation and my generation and the generations underneath me are able to recognize change, accept it, adapt to it, and uh, develop around it better than previous generations. Yeah, because we're used to it. Yes, but I don't think that we are completely. Um, uh, like, we are completely cured of that. We are still susceptible to immediate change and the inability to accept it and the, the, the ability to immediately adapt to it and so on and so forth. I think that... We, we, we accept it, you know. Like I, I, I think that if, we're used if a sudden change were to happen in uh, the way in which we live our lives, humans would initially be fucked. We would be like, what the fuck is going on right now? I can't handle this chaos, da-da-da, acceptance. Kill but humans. Yeah. Eat human flesh. Dude, there would be a period in time. Even though, we are, even though we are 
completely capable of dealing with this rapid change. I think that if something happens crazy where it's like, you don't have food, you don't have money, your money is worthless, you don't have friends, you don't have family, you have to stay alive. What are you going to do? I think that will be like a crazy moment. If, <laughs> if like, all if like by all like, oh, if like by all weird. like Desi Jones craziness, like <laughs> that fucking happens, it'll be like a very interesting moment in time because like my brother who makes like a hundred and like thirty thousand dollars a year will instantly be worthless, and like I will instantly be worthless. It's like. You have to stay alive. Egos just fucking instantly disappear, and you do what you do to. Your stay cell phone alive. doesn't work. And your Facebook doesn't work. How do you get a hold of people anymore? It's just, can I eat or can I not? Can yeah. the people around me eat food? Or are they breathing? Mm-hmm. That's it. it Changes the whole fucking ballgame. Man, I think it's that I think game. that like, even if that even if this doesn't ever happen, this is like whoever's listening to this. Write a fucking script. Like, even if this never happens, even if the world never collapses, even if Apple, which this week became the most valuable company in the world, <laughs> even if Apple still continues to be the most valuable company in the world Dude, with their iPads. Crazy man. This okay. Is all crazy. Even if this all still continues to happen, and in a hundred years from now there has been no serious economic downturn, no serious. Something's gonna happen. No. Something's even gonna if. Okay, listeners. And Apple is really gonna be a part of it. Honestly, listeners. Technology is gonna. Even even if the shit hasn't happened by 2012, 21, 11, even if the shit hasn't happened. This shit. Like, even if the world hasn't changed, which it's going to, and you're probably listening to this right now, I think that human beings in general should be aware of their surroundings and be aware of what is happening around them and not reluctant to accept the things that are present to them on a daily basis. You should not accept the 24-hour Vancouver news that gets handed to you on the SkyTrain every day. You should not accept what you hear on the news. You should... Things are changing around us so quickly that we you should... You've got to be ready to break a nose. you got to be ready to pound your fist into someone's face. Yeah. If that's what ha- needs to happen. It's... It's, it's um, fucking crazy, dude. Like, and, and, and you and I are kind of like talking about this stuff and aware of this stuff. What's going to happen to the people that are not talking about this stuff and are not aware of these things? People who just go to work every day and don't listen to the news and don't read the paper. And then one day the fucking like world collapses around them and they're not aware of it. And then it just smashes them in the entire face. Well, it's going to be equally as hard for me. Like, even though I talk about these things and I imagine and fantasize... I'm very open-minded to what is going to happen in the future, but to say that I'm prepared, I'm not prepared. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> that just happened. Man, you got too drunk. I've got no idea, and you have no idea. You just spilled your fucking Dr Pepper and vodka. Dude, all it's over coke and vodka. Whatever. 
you have no idea. It's good to think about it. It is really good to imagine. And honestly, the idea of the whole world going to shit. There's someone yeah, no. on the floor yeah. there. The idea of the whole world going to shit just excites me to shit. Like, I'm excited by that possibility. Because if the world stays sane and blah, 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 and I can go to work and earn my money and pay my mortgage, that's, that's equally as difficult for me as if everything goes to shit. It's all surviving. Just like having the world that I choose to make my living in, you know, like it's equally as hard for me to survive in this world as it is to survive in the post-apocalyptic one, you know? What if like, I don't know. I don't understand like what's gonna happen if like our dollar, like the thing that we hold like true, like you could pay like X number of dollars a week. What happens if like that becomes like not valuable? Then you gotta react to that. That creates a whole new situation where you need to find a way to survive. Like you have to go outside and eat the grass or eat other people or eat an animal that you hunt. You have to eat something or go to a body of water and drink the water out of there and survive. Yeah, but this world. Not around, hmm? We can't all watch The Walking Dead or Breaking Bad. But my survival plan doesn't have anything to do with watching programs. I just walk to a body of water and drink and, or go outside and eat some plants, beat up a person, kill him, eat his flesh. I don't know. Or a dog, kill a dog, go kill a dog. Like when everything goes to shit, I just kill and then I eat. <laughs> Dude, that's like, I don't know. Okay, so... I eat flesh. Raw flesh. I think, like, as a, um, as, like, a 23-year-old who is, like, life inexperienced, who is all these things, I think the idea is to just be, like, aware of your surroundings, aware of your friends, your, the things that you interact with on a daily basis, and be aware of the things that are changing around you because I don't know. I think that uh, I think that things are gonna happen it's and gonna be so fucking dramatic. Things are gonna be very difficult to deal with. I, I, I firmly believe I that firmly like believe that. I, firmly I firmly believe, believe that something is gonna happen. I don't maybe I think there's like a lot of prophecy that the world is gonna end, the dollar is gonna collapse, aliens are gonna appear, all this sort of shit. None of them know shit. Maybe something will happen. Maybe something will happen. Maybe I don't think any of those people know shit, but I think things are going to happen. Yeah, I definitely I think, think that things are going to happen. It's impossible to predict, but crazy shit is going to happen. 
And so the best idea is to just be like prepared for everything or to be slightly prepared for uh, the inevitable. Yeah. Just not being attached to like, I think like loving what's going on in, in your brain and loving like your, your, the process, you know, of like seeing things and like, ooh, this is happening. And like, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a retard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not like perfect or like up there. But I can see that like the way to enlightenment is like, like this, like, like we just, we just, we live, we interpret, we see. And Yo. It's, it's, it's temporary, you know? Yo, we'll be right back. I'm gonna pour a drink. We'll pour a drink. We'll be right back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, yeah, I think we're back. So, okay, so we've talked about all sorts of shit. We've talked about, like, oh, man, how long is this one be going for? A hundred, hour and a half? Okay, so we've recorded an hour-long podcast. We've skipped, like, an hour and a half was worth the podcast. Then we record another an hour and a half on top of that. So we're, like, pushing, like, four hours right now. Well, recorded only, like, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know what I think we should talk about right now? I think we ended off talking about, like, the world going to shit, which, like, is this, like, incredibly, like, vague topic. We're not going to satisfy anyone by talking about, like, the world going to shit and what we're going to do. It's like, oh, I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to go to, like, my farm, all this sort of shit. Like, you're not going to satisfy anyone with that sort of content. We got to, like, move on. We got to, like... Play some like dope. Yeah, yeah. We gotta play some dope eight bit music. We gotta transition. This bitch has gotta get me entertained. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Let's talk about rollerblading. Do it. Yeah. All right. Rollerblading. Go. I don't give a fuck. Dude, Uh, halfy. Or I mean, no, I'm not gonna say halfy. I'm gonna say farmer. I'm gonna say farmer. There's a potential. Farmer has potential to what? Robin is just a weak topic. But this whole podcast is called Mushroom Blading. I, I, I understand what you're it's saying. Like, almost, It's not called Mushroom Blading. It's called How to Be Unpopular. How to Be Unpopular. This podcast is called How to Be Unpopular. Okay, so I, I do think that we all... Okay, okay, we've talked for two and a half hours about like shit. I think that we owe our due diligence to talk about something 
However, like, inconsequential in regards to the current state of rollerblading it may be, I think that we still owe it some sort of, um, yeah, some sort of, we, we have I some agree. sort of responsibility to talk about rollerblading. I, I currently think that regardless. I'm a rollerblader. Yeah. And fuck. I can't do a lot of tricks. I'll be the first to admit, I can't do a lot of tricks. But I still Dude, rollerblade. You're a rollerblader. Yeah. I'm a rollerblader. Yeah. And we're in my house and you came over and we're talking about we're talking. Yeah. And and that is a direct result of you and I both being rollerbladers. However like inconsequential that might be at the age of like 28. You and I still know each other and it is a direct result of Chris Edwards. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think that you and I have some due diligence to talk about the thing that brought us together, which is rollerblading, which currently is regardless. That shit's fucking sick. Or the new Adam Johnson video. It's something that has, like, whether I like to admit it or not, it's what I, it's what I... It, it has influenced me to become who I am. Yeah, Literally, definitely. Like, like, rollerblading has taught me... It, it has, like, taught me how to be who I am. You know? I wouldn't be an artist, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for rollerblading. If me it wasn't either. for rollerblading, I would just I would just be, like... I wouldn't have that drive to, like, push really weird parts of myself like like I have a really strong drive to like push like juggling mm -hmm. and drawing and really weird kind of like outlets of myself and that all comes from rollerblading if it wasn't for rollerblading I wouldn't have that I would just I would I would solely have a drive to just like pay the bills that's it like because of rollerblading that taught me how to be an artist like, I have a strong drive to be an artist. And I have a strong drive to... Like, I know what it is to be an artist, and I... I... I that's my... Like, my goal. So you pulled up from make my living. In a lot... Yeah. Yeah. Really? So I, I don't think that I pulled I a lot of, like... that from Rollerblade. I don't think that sure. I've pulled a lot of life goals from Rollerblading. No. I think that Rollerblading has been... Um... I see this. I'm seeing I think, double. Yeah, I'm kind of drunk I'm right now. I'm so trashed. I'm seeing double. I think that rollerblading for me personally has been like, um, I've used it over the years to escape from the things in my personal life that have caused me some sort of sorrow. I, like, my, be my, my best friend. Escape. Yeah, my best friend passed away like a year ago. And I used rollerblading for like the last year and work, but rollerblading mostly to, um, to sort of bring me, um, a sort of distraction. It's like, I'm going to go skate. I'm going to go skate. I'm not going to think about the sort of shit. Yeah. That's like, by its nature, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's kind of a distraction. It's, it's, it, it's totally. And just go forget about what's going on in your life and you focus on it, this. Life. It's just like any sort of hobby. A lot of people use 
things as a hobby to distract them from their current life situation. Like a lot of dudes get off work at their office jobs and they go home and fucking paint. And they use painting as a release from their shitty office job. One of those dudes, man. Yeah. And I just draw draw and draw and draw for hours. So you use like your external life from your job as a way to escape from your current life position. And that's kind of what I've used rollerblading for over the years. Like, parents got divorced, I'm going to rollerblade more. Yeah. Like, go through university, miss that that close surrounding, I'm going to use rollerblading. My, like, best friend passes away, I'm going to use rollerblading as, like, that sort of crutch to that your, sort of... Your best friend passed away? Yeah. So I'm going to use, like, that as, like... I'm going to use rollerblading as the obstacle to come over that sort of situation. Like, me and my girlfriend... Your best friend? Yeah. Who I had known for, like... No. What was his name? His Tanner. (laughs) Yeah, he passed away on um, his brother's birthday, which was, like, July the 18th. 2010 so I was at the hospital he was like on life support all this sort of shit so my best friend passes away and as a result I to deal with that started working a whole lot and started rollerblading a whole lot so you use these a lot of people consider rollerblading as a vice because it helps them to overcome life situations that they deal with. I think that rollerblading is really good for teaching you how to overcome situations. Rollerblading is very good to teach you... It's a good you, way to like, forget about what's going on. It, like, it, to focus on something that's... Yeah, and it's a good way to separate. teach you work ethic. It's a good way to teach you... like, Say you don't know how to chew top horn, but you really want to fucking know how to chew top horn a rail. You spend hours and hours and hours learning how to chew top horn that rail. Which is why today I really appreciated like that uh, game of skate. I can keep talking. Farmer and half. Yeah, yeah. Here I can keep talking. That's good. I have to go pee. Yeah, you go pee. So today I watched this episode of Farmer and Happy play this game of skate. That was fun to watch. Yeah, because in their game of skate they decided to do everything switch, and they did all sorts of shit like. Man, imagine Elliot Mizzou. Imagine, like, true top horn. Imagine true front five. Like, true top acid. Imagine any of those shit, like, tricks switch. And that's what those guys did in this section. They somehow were able to pull what they have learned out of their, like, last, like, two decades of rollerblading and throw it into a single moment of, of showcasing their abilities. They, like, Farmer was able to pull out, like, True Fish. Switch! Like, fuck, I can't even True Fish naturally. Imagine True Fishing, like, this, like, 15-star handrail, natural. And then, after you light it natural, do it Switch. Like, fuck, that shit's so bonkers. Those guys are amazing. Those guys have been able to, like, perfect this thing that they've been working towards their entire life, and they've been able to perfect it. Us as, like, regular people have been able to use rollerblading as a distraction to real life. 
for the last like X number of years. I've been able to use and utilize rollerblading as a distraction from like traumatic life experiences, whether it be like death, loss, disappointment, all of this stuff. I've been able to like utilize rollerblading as a crutch for the last like 15 years to be able to overcome life experiences. Just like I'm sure you've had, like you've blown out your knee, you've like been married, you've grown, you've moved, and, and rollerblading has constantly been there the entire time. Yo, what are you doing? I really like that game of skit. Yeah, that was super good, hey? What do we do now? Okay, to like conclude everything, I think that people in general, if you're listening, man, we're like fucking like three hours into this thing. This is easily the longest podcast like ever for like the How to Be Unpopular podcast. If you're still listening, take it from a 23-year-old who doesn't know any better. Go out, have some fun. Be aware of your surroundings. Be familiar with the things that impact your life on a daily basis. Be ready for change. But don't let that affect your day-to-day. I would say go out, enjoy the time that you have because there are things that can affect the amount of time that you have very quickly. I would say go out, enjoy the time that you have be ready for change and uh, surround yourself with good people. Look, I'm seeing double. I know you're. I mean, I'm so drunk right now. I can hardly like talk right now. It's hard for me. To, like, I'm in a situation where oh, I didn't. I didn't mean to drink as much as I did. No, and I drink too much, and the whole world is spinning. And uh, I think it's important to think about what's going to happen if the world is going to hit the fan. We all know that that's a possibility. you got to think about that. Yeah, man. This is your podcast. got to make people aware. And... I don't feel I have a responsibility to inform people on anything because I don't know anything. But you're putting your... The idea of a podcast is to put your ideas out there. The idea of the the internet is to share your knowledge with other people. And so what you're doing right now is you are sharing your perspective on life with people in an MP4 audio format at however many yeah. kilobits per second. But I'm just way too drunk. But I have found that over time, the most uh, honest conversations come out of intoxicated bodies. Sometimes. Like, I have been super stoned before and have had the most logical conversations with myself.
So do we say goodbye right now? I just wanna, wanna say that, like, I'm so drunk. I didn't mean to get so fucking drunk. We should drink beer, it would have been easier to keep track of what we're drinking. I think, like, the general statement is, know yourself, know your friends, know what you want out of life, and um, when worse comes to worse, fall back on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yo, it's, um, it's, it's, um, life is a, life, the, the point is that life is a very complicated thing. It's Definitely. A, it's a hard thing to, to say, the, to give the answers to life. I, I don't, that is necessarily like a possibility. I think that if someone, if someone, even like, you know, you have friends that like pass away, you have friends that get divorced, you have all this sort of stuff. And you have people that are like, hey, what do I do in this situation? It is impossible for someone to give advice to someone on a situation that they have not experienced before. Yep. I think that when you encounter things in life that you are not familiar with... Hey, everybody's <laughs> I think that in life... I'm guessing you're doing your podcast, <laughs> or you guys are both pussies and have passed out, but I'm just going to tell you that you were right. It was worth taking the chance. It was a good, that was good advice, Ron. Anyways, bye! That's messed up. So drunk. I think that um, just in general, the best advice that you can give yourself is to uh, take life as it comes, have general ideas of where you want to get and the things that you want to achieve, but not concentrate on those fully. I think the best idea is to... Um, Smile, have good friends around you, and uh, enjoy the time that you have. Yo, Rod, what do you got to say? Sorry for getting so drunk. I got really drunk. I'm having a hard time. And uh Is this the drunkest you've been on a podcast? Yeah. I'm really? pretty drunk. Yeah, no, we kept drinking. But like I'm wasted. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I am not driving home right now. Like I'm uh, my world's spinning. Yeah. And um I just wanna thank for you to be here and it's all good and oh Yo, how to be unpopular, pop contest two weeks away. Yeah, enjoy that shit dog. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. No. Yo.